You're listening to NYCC and Me, a podcast on all things diversity and inclusion. Every episode, we speak openly and honestly with colleagues and guests, sharing knowledge, personal stories, struggles and successes. If you want to know more about NYCC's diversity and inclusion journey and what it means for you, then stay tuned. Welcome to the fourth episode of NYCC and Me podcast. Um, this year, both the Islamic Holy Month of Ramadan and the Christian Festival of Easter are actually very close together, um, which provides us a really useful opportunity to reflect on these two important religious celebrations and on faith, and as well on the impact of COVID-19 that has had on our faith communities here in North Yorkshire and also wider. Um, so I'm really grateful to be joined by Craig Robottom, who is the Service Development Manager in Haas, and Zahir Ishtiak, who is Quality Assurance and Contracting, contracting Officer in Haas. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you thank for you. joining. Hi, thank you for having Thanks. us. Um, I just wanted to start off really, just if you could give us like a brief um, introduction into you know, your religious festival for those that don't really know that much about it, just to give us some context before we kind of go into the podcast. Um, Craig, if you'd go first, just because Easter's, I guess, gone first. So. Yeah, so <laughs> we've just come to the, um, like, we've just come to the end of Easter. <clears throat> um, so we've celebrated Easter on Easter Sunday. Um, how this um, Easter starts, uh, that we start with um, observing Lent. Um, and that starts on Ash Wednesday and we go through a period very similar to Ramadan uh, where it's um, six weeks of observing Lent which is very solemn time um, and you, you will see that uh, some people uh, either fast or give up some luxury items or um, give up chocolate things like that things which they wouldn't normally give up and would be a struggle to them now that for that that six weeks is to represent when Jesus went into the desert and um, to become closer to God and to start his ministry and that was what the whole purpose of that that period of time with was um, and then we come to Palm Sunday where it's uh, a time where it, it uh, Jesus went into Jerusalem and people laid palms um, and um, that is the start of Holy Week. Now Holy Week is the, is the week before Easter Sunday and it's the preparation for the resurrection and so the crucifixion of Jesus Christ on uh, Good Friday uh, which comes from God Friday and then um, we on sunrise on Easter Sunday, we celebrate Easter um, because uh, Jesus has risen. Um, and um, within churches, they then use uh, hallelujah uh, as, um, you know, because Jesus Christ has risen. And that's when the, the, the is the end of the Lent period um, and, and the start of the, the Christian year um, going forward. Thank you. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, Zahir, if you want to talk about Ramadan. Yes, um, actually today is the first Ramadan of 2021. Um, it's the, so if I'm a little bit croaky, I'll, I'll just go away for a few minutes. You'll probably know why. Uh, <laughs> I think the first the first couple are probably the most difficult fasts um, just, be, just by getting used to systems so just getting into your system really more than anything I think well Ramadan it's the um, it's the ninth um, 
month in the Islamic calendar. And the Islamic calendar is a lunar calendar. And there are different um, sects and different beliefs of how of, of when Ramadan starts. So that's why me, uh, I'm, I'm we're fasting today. And there's some people who will be fasting tomorrow, depending on the moon, um, uh, on, on when it's sighted and where it's sighted. And Ramadan, the reason why the month of Ramadan is as special for Muslims more than anything, uh, amongst many other reasons, is that it's about, like Craig said, it's about time of reflection, about being with your family, um, and it's doing those extra good deeds that you, you know, doing that little bit, giving that charity on a daily basis, going to the mosque, doing your five daily prayers at the mosque, um, being around family, going to see the needy, going to see the poor. But it was also the month in which the Quran was the Quran was re revealed to the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, or peace be upon him. Um, and it is, it's so. This is the month where. It's it the the recitation of the Quran is uh, Muslims do will do this a lot more. So the holy month uh, um, always makes me laugh during Ramadan. Is we are and I'm sure Francesca's probably had the same question I've had. Is you can't even drink water? No, not even water. So from sunrise until sunset, um, there's no eating um, or or no eating. So the sunrise before sunrise that meal is suhoor. Um, and then when you break your fast, that's iftar. So those are the two times of the day when you eat. Um, and normally it would be the best thing about Ramadan is the family atmosphere. Because I remember as a kid waking up and my whole, whole family being awake, coming down to eat and having a feast, have, not, not feast, having your breakfast, having something to eat. And then when it was the iftar time, everyone getting together and sitting and going to people's houses. See, last year we haven't done it. This year we won't be able to go around to people's houses. It's still it's so COVID affected that way. But normally that is the best time. I, I absolutely love that. I have so many fond memories of waking up at I think when I was younger, it was in, in December. So obviously with the lunch kind of goes back every ten days every year. And it was we were a lot young it, it was a lot shorter the, the fasts then. Um <clears throat> so yeah, so I, I had some fun memories of waking up at that time. And it is, it's a uh, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be it's different to last year a little bit better we are allowed to go to mosque so there's a nightly prayer called tarawi um which is held at the mosques after if after you've broken your fast you have that nightly prayer um and we'll the, usually the, the different uh, that's been reduced again this year due to coronavirus but yeah that's I think I think I've gone on a little bit more than I needed to there. <laughs> it's interesting to hear because um, throughout Holy Week, we um, we when you go to church on an evening and yeah. it's on the setting of the sun, um, we we have Compline, and yeah. that is a that is a nightly prayer, and it's all about the you know the rising of the sun. Uh, the next day and the, uh, it's that observance and, and reflecting as well yeah. which we do throughout the Christian year and the Christian yeah. week but it's more so in that period of time um, throughout Holy Week so the, there is so many similarities in what in, in, in the two faiths. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking that on that point in, in terms of similarities um, one thing that really strikes is, is that kind of self-denial aspect in, in terms of Lent especially and also in terms of, of Ramadan and that kind of, of process of, of 
that struggle in a sense that comes with that and that denial mm. of like your own kind of desires um and and wants and recognition that is for like a to reach a i guess a, a more spiritual yes. height um in a sense and i was just wondering in terms of like how faith for for yourselves translates into the kind of everyday life what impact do you think that those kind of values i guess um and practices have on your i guess day to day at work or with friends and so on so so basically, um, as a child, you were you're, you're baptised, and you're generally baptised. Um, the the popular time to be baptised um, is uh, at Easter, um, and um, uh, I was confirmed. So basically, what the confirmation is where you confirm your beliefs that with um, or the promises that were taken on your behalf when you were a child, and the good time for a specifically an adult to be confirmed is on Easter Sunday because it's that renewal it's you've and um, that year I was confirmed I did um, kind of Easter um, fasting I, I properly did that I, I cut out sugar um, to be able to do to do that um, and 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 also um, kind of read parts of the gospel and work through um, some gospel readings every day on the way to that. So then, because the whole purpose of the Christian faith is about spreading light, there's a lot of symbolism to going out and spreading the word of God and spreading spreading light, <coughs> as well it's called. Um, so um, it's a very uh, it's it's the perfect time to have that. Uh, baptism and confirmation and basically then the values that come from that is the is the Christian values as say welcome others as if you were welcoming Jesus himself and um, that is the whole purpose is it's going out and spreading those Christian values and um, also discerning your call of what you you uh, god wishes of you and um i know in myself um that my call is doing this job what i'm doing in adult uh, social care um and this is a an area of work for me so this is what kind of my ministry of what and that um but in regular service attendance um every week on a Sunday you would uh, reflect on your week and you would have a uh, a confession and now that's not how you would see it within the Catholic faith where it would be a private confession it is a confession as a community um, and that is where you confess that you are only human and you have done your best and you you know you've still got things to learn you still make mm. mistakes but that is acknowledged and that is that is okay you are forgiven um and there's a bit of a misconception really because the the one thing going to church regularly does for you is that you know it's like right i've went to church i've done my bit but I'll, what i've said in there some can get left at the door and it's it's very important that that becomes your your practice throughout your week um your those those values um and how you uh, how you you know how you behave um is is very much within your 
Christian tradition. No. That, 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 I like that. I, I, I like the what you said there about the confession and that you go there and when you go to pray and you go to, to the church that you go there and you, you know, that you are only human and that you're asking for forgiveness. And that is, as, as a Muslim, we will, that is something that we believe as well is that we are Muslim at the end, of, you know, Adam, when he was you know, created by God, he, he was only human. So if, if the children of Adam make a mistake, who will, if the, sorry, if Adam made a mistake, how can't the children of Adam make make mistakes as well? And we are the children of Adam at the end. Of, you know, regardless of color, creeds, everything, we are the children of Adam. All of us are, and it's a, and that is it. When I go, when we go to the when I go to the mosque, it is, I know that I've, you know, that the, the I, there's a there's a hadith with no, sorry, a hadith is a saying of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, that between one prayer and another prayer if you read the prayer if because there's five daily prayers if you read your prayers you read one to the other any any bad deeds you've done in between they'll be forgiven from when you go to each prayer and that is and that is it is that going to the mosque mosque to do your prayers because you know you've done you know you're not perfect you know you've done you need forgiveness and that is so simple it's you know that is why yeah. we go and pray we go and pray to god god you know we, we we pray that for forgiveness and for for things that we need and everything like that and that is that is you know that's why we go as well so it's uh i like it like i said we've spoke many a time me and craig have and we always talk about how much the similarities in in what we believe and how we believe and there's so many similarities it's mm -hmm. it's fascinating it really is um well, we were saying that basically the um the we have two uh books within our bible uh within the christian bible and uh it is uh the old testament and the new testament and we were saying that the quran is you know had the the come from judaism but also the quran has a you know it's very similar isn't it to the old testament um and has the same people within it yeah, um, and when I was speaking about the 40 days and nights and the fasting, yeah. um, that's symbolism from the New Testament as well. So that goes back mm. to Moses and yeah. Abraham and, you know, the, the way they've all had to sacrifice mm. um, and make sacrifices. And, mm. and that's what the symbolism is. Um, so, mm. yeah, so it relates all the way through. Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I think we, we were going through the we having a, having a conversation about about the Bible and the Quran, and it sent a list. And I looked at, and I was looking at something. Craig was telling me stuff uh, of uh, things about that were in the Bible. Like, that, that sounds so familiar. And we were talking, and I looked in the I looked in the the, me, the the names and compared them to the names in the in the Quran, and they're the same names. And it's like it's like just obviously different. Oh, it's just, it is. It is. It just shows that there is. You know that I, that's what I I love that, and I love being able to have conversations. I, I used to enjoy having lots of conversations with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get that opportunity anymore, unfortunately. But it was always good to be able to sit and talk about you know religion and and life and and in general and and things. And just coming back to um, what you said about um, values, and I think the back back at the time of the Prophet peace be upon him and his. Um, Sahaba we call them or disciples um and what they 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 went out from they they were in Saudi well they were in the Middle East I don't Syria Saudi Arabia somewhere I can't remember exactly where it is sorry where they were, well Saudi Arabia where they were based and they were, from there the prophet 
peace of Alim asked them to go all over the world and they went all over the world and spread the religion of Islam and how did they do that? Not by being able to speak the language, not by being able to beat them, it was by their character and about their values and people saw that these Muslims, wow, the, the, they, where they had dealings with them as whether they were buying and selling, whether it was um, whether it was just how they were with them in everything. They saw that the values that the Muslims had at that time, and which is why there were so many people who converted to Islam back at the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and after he passed away, and that his Sahaba, they went and they were able to they were able to spread the, the religion of Islam in that way. And I think that is something that is lost a lot now on our generation mm-hmm. um, in that <clears throat> your character, you you are perceived so much by the way you look now, unfortunately, and everyone will be tarred with the same brush. If you're a Muslim, you're a many things. And if you're a Christian, you're this. If you're, you're a Jewish, if you're a Jew, you're this. If you're Hindu, you Everyone has, you know, tarred with the same brush on different things, and it's it, it's very sad. And I think it's if we if you have good character and good values, which is what our religion, the, the Islam, is about, showing good character. Having a good character, it will be one of the reasons why you will enter heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many other reasons, but having a good character and the way you deal with people will be one of the reasons why you will enter heaven. Mm-hmm. And I just and I think it is lost a lot on this generation. And I always I always remember this remember when i worked in my previous job to this one in direct payments and i used to go to this lovely lovely uh woman in ingleton and i always remember she said zahir i'm so glad i met you and why is that liz she goes if i didn't meet you i'd have thought all muslims were terrorists Mm. and that always and that always stays with me does that in that i i've obviously been able to help change her opinion of muslims and that what i want to see is that if someone meets me for the when someone sees me whether i'm driving my car walking the street or whether when i'm coming to the house or i'm going to a residential home to do a visit and they see me i want the, that when that person sees me i want them to see that muslims aren't all bad because that may be that the only thing that they have seen about muslims i think it's important to me so when someone meets me that they realize that you know what maybe what we've heard about muslims isn't all true and i always have to i always feel that when i meet someone when i meet someone new that i want to make a very good impression because i don't know what impression they already have of muslims mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah well it, it's it it is that uh, you know that uh, I, I think that's the i think that's a, a misconception as well there's uh, with with religion and uh, certain faiths as well and i think within um within the christian faith it's become much more like secular people aren't wanting to be associated with their with with christianity or their beliefs and you know and and as i says it's very difficult to um speak about it and you know it's unusual for me to be talking about uh jesus christ and god and you know and talking about my faith in this platform because it's not it's not the norm um and it's very um introverted now your your faith is very inward that that Mm. you've got to you know um so the fact that you know i may pray on a daily weekly basis you know but that isn't 
it is an externally shown. I think that's the. Mm. I think that, you know. So, um, and I just think because there's um, there's a way of pigeonholing, you know, the, the different um, you, your religion and pigeonholing you into that religion. Mm. And we know in Christianity, there's a lot of um, different types of Christianity, um, yeah. and they all are slightly different. They all believe in um, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, but there's there's differences between those. Um, so I'm an Anglican, um, which means I'm a member of the Church of England. But um, there is slight differences um, with uh, Catholicism and, and and being Catholic, um, you know, which um, and and you, you then get judged. The you know you get judged uh, in that way. But what I will say is these are man-made judgments. Um, yes, they are. You know, Definitely. These, yeah, these are, and um, it doesn't come back to, you know, it's those, and it's it's based on man-made interpretations as well. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't judge in, in that broader sense. That's the thing, and you'll agree with me both, I yeah. about not judging. Yes. You know, not judging mm -hmm. in, in that way. So, um, if we can do anything, that I would say that's a take-home message: is not to not to judge and, yeah. you know, to um, you know, treat others as you would wish to be treated. Yeah. 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 I think I, th I think these are like so many excellent points that have come up. I've been trying to like keep them in my head and stuff, but I think that's a um, a really excellent point. That I guess highlights the importance of I guess these opportunities to have a, a way to express but also you know to one challenge those myths to show that you know people are complex <coughs> individuals um and the way that they relate to their faith is also complex and 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 that if you want to get to know someone in their you know plurality in their wholeness you know you have to be able to have these conversations and you know your relationship with each other and, and the valuable like you know discussions that you've had you know it's not those I think sometimes, unfortunately, there seems to be a tendency to be concerned that those discussions are going to be very polarising. But it's clear from, you know, the conversations that you've had that the opposite is true, is that when we open up, when we have, you know, these conversations, we develop an understanding of each, each other. And it doesn't mean that we have to believe or agree with everything, but it's just that kind of recognition um, of, of that something is important to someone else. Mm -hmm. And so we respect that yeah. about them. And I think that's essentially what the I guess the crux of what um, inclusion and diversity is it's recognizing difference and, and not just tolerating it but valuing it and valuing you know the benefit that like listening to other people of faith I feel always helps me in terms of reflecting on my own um, mm. and so mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of lot of beauty in that and on that note as well with misconceptions um, that is you know of course a you know a fundamental challenge you know that is a, a reflection of I guess you know the the point that you you both made earlier of as human beings we are imperfect and we'll always be trying to strive to do better um and then you know life for all of us whether you're religious or not there is always elements of struggle always elements of difficulty and to kind of take us I guess into the next section COVID-19 has been you know a global <laughs> struggle that has just 
came out of nowhere and completely shifted, I guess, our understanding of what stability is, um, you know, our kind of belief that, oh, I've got this plan for next week, so it's going to happen. You know, our sense of security has completely shifted. And I was just, you know, wondering in, in reflecting on that, um, like what impact do you, do you, if any, do you feel that, you know, COVID-19 has had on your own, I guess, expression of your faith or um, practice of your faith, but also for the communities that, you know, you, you're involved with your local mosque or church, um, etc. I don't know who wants to go first. <laughs> do you want to go? Do you want me to go? go on then. I'll, go I'll, on. I'll kick it off. Um, so, um, yeah, with, you know, um, within my church community and um, I've recently moved to uh, Richmond in North Yorkshire and um, yeah, I, I would say church community has become um, decreasing. The, the attendance has been decreasing across all churches um, and that's with transient workforces and th so this is the challenge for the Church of England is um, there's, there's basically a, a certain age category or group of people who are able to attend um, and um, younger people have found it more difficult because of where they work. Um, also, it means that church attendance at larger churches like cathedrals have started to increase because generally they're in cities and where people are able to work, uh, people are working now. But the smaller parishes are um, were decreasing. Um, now, the what has become apparent since COVID um, is that they've had to explore alternative ways of reaching out to their community um, and also supporting their community as well. Um, and it's all basically the services has went on uh, via Zoom. Um, and um, I would say for people who have a connection to that church, but that may not even live in the area anymore, um, that has brought a wider community together. Um, and the amount of uh, hits and uh, likes and people being able to put prayers on, um, you know, over social media has grown. So I would say that has been a real positive from that point of view, especially when, um, you know, there has been a significant amount of deaths within the community as well due to due to COVID. Um, it's a brought enabled to bring a community virtually together, which is very similar. It's quite pioneering in the way that, like you mentioned, Zahia, same with uh, the disciples of Jesus were sent out. That the problem is with churches is as the as um, church attendance was decreasing, churches wanted to keep hold of people. And mm. the whole purpose of churches is to go outwards, go out into the community. And, and you know, and it, it is that real balance between having a strong church attendance of your community, but also being able to send out into the community to do good work and to, to work wider. So um, what's been different for, for, for me is I've seen that um, a, a broader reach 
of the church through yeah. its online, through its Zoom services, through its discussions and talks, virtual coffee, um, coffee and tea, you know, uh, um, and that is, I would say, is a real positive. Um, and this this community doesn't have to be living within the Paris parish. Um, it it can be broader. You can live in other ways, but you relate to that community as home or um, that vicar as your vicar. You know, although you may have moved away, there may be your links with your family. I think that's very positive, and I think engagement, especially <coughs> with younger with younger generations. Um, I have a six year old son, and I've been able to he's been able to listen in on services um, where you would have that if you would take your a younger child to a, a traditional church service it would be um, you know not frowned upon but it would be looked upon as well, I hope they're going to be quiet now my faith my belief is that a church should be full full of the whole family short sounds of children um but it is a bit of a difficulty because some people want to go for private prayer so from a church point of view i would say it's very positive as a as a practicing christian what i've missed is i haven't been able to take uh holy communion which is um a very important part of my faith and to receive communion for and for strength moving forward throughout your week your year yeah. um, and that has been very difficult and that has purely been due to COVID-19 reasons we share oh. we share a cup of wine you know oh. we it, a, 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 a wafer of bread is handed to you you know and it and i think for covid 19 restrictions that's just hasn't been possible really um and that is something that i've really missed from from a home point of view um it's really made me um appreciate and be thankful for what i have um so it's been able we've been able to i've been able to work from home with my wife I've been able to homeschool my son at home. Um, I've been here with my animal, with my two dogs, um, and I live in a nice part of North Yorkshire. So Richard Flinton once said, uh, I think someone said to him on an email that you know there's worse places to be in lockdown, and that was exactly right for me um, to be in Richmond with the Yorkshire Dales there and from a prayer point of view people always think um, you know praying is properly kneeling with your hands together and praying to God it I know um, practicing Christians who were just who pray just by every time they touch a light switch or every time they see something that overwhelms them so my mm -hmm. the natural world so i i could just like see a viewpoint and then i will thank i'm i'm like you know i thank god for for that mm -hmm. or see a small plant that is growing where it shouldn't be growing in a wall or something um and it's beautiful and it's taken those things and being thankful for those small that that is kind of what is the kingdom of god for 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 me is to 
look at the the natural world, look at where I'm living, and try to reduce my in, impact. So when we're talking about self denial, um, for me, it's reducing my impact on the world. And we've done things like we we haven't needed two cars. We had two family cars, so we've sold one to reduce the impact. We haven't needed certain things. I haven't needed to wash as many clothes. And we've looked at how we're washing our clothes and what liquids and things like that. Mm. And and we've started to look at um, you know, our own impact on the world, looking at how many trees we've planted and things like that. I would say having my faith has been a crutch in the way that um, COVID-19 is out of our control. And mm -hmm. a, a teaching is to trust in God and mm -hmm. trust in, um, you know, what is out of your control. You have to believe in God. And, and that has helped me massively. Um, to kind of like get through, but um, on a weekly basis, I recognise I, I don't have the balance with work right. I don't, um, you know, I do have, you know, I do have to improve in certain ways, um, and and that is because working at home brings its own challenges as well. It's harder to switch off. Um, it's harder to, you know, enjoy um kind of being off work if you have got annual leave when your mm. computer sat there in the corner there, there isn't that there isn't that breakaway that you would have mm. when you get in your car and drive home um but what it has really made me is appreciate my new community in richmond uh, appreciate where i live and how fortunate i am especially when i was looking at people who live in urban london areas living in flats and thinking mm -hmm. well it, within a, a five minute walk i can be in a field surrounded by trees that is what i'm thankful for um and you know and and being able to have that time with my, my son and my family so but I also have to recognise a lot of people have passed away as well and, um, you know, it has impacted and fortunately um, it hasn't impacted me in that way, but I, my thoughts and prayers have been with people who it has impacted. Definitely. I, I feel like 95% of what Craig has said, I, I could probably echo just change church to mosque yeah. um <laughs> you know and you know it is it especially the thing about children that always makes me laugh i always love that one because it's exactly the same at our mosque and all mosques um it is very similar um but it's covid covid 19 i think it has and also what I don't agree with was the thing about North Yorkshire obviously being from Lancashire and all that. <laughs> it is beautiful, but you know, I'm happy to be over here. Um, I think COVID-19 from a, from a mosque, from an Islamic point, from a Muslim point, from my perspective, more than anything is that the, I haven't, like I used to go to the mosque, the mosque was very, it's a community and a lot of people who are very close to friends and fam friends and who i know just i know through the mosque 
it's it was it was it's been over a year since I've seen it, and I saw a few of them yesterday at the nightly prayer, and I haven't seen them for nearly a year. And I saw one of the uncles who who hasn't been well, and I just saw him from afar, and it made me so happy just to see him. I think for me, that's what I've missed out the most during COVID was that community aspect that we have at the mosque that you go there because what we would do is if there was only an hour or hour and a half between each prayer we'd just sit at the mosque we'd, we'd you know we someone to go make a brew we'd sit there we'd just sit and talk we'd sit there for a couple of hours and then you know we, as, as I was part of the the youth committee there as well and it was trying to put on events for the youth and, and track the youth to the mosque and what can we do to bring the youth into I haven't been able to do much of that unfortunately we but what we have been doing a lot of mosques have been doing is like like Craig said is doing the the, the sermons and things over YouTube over Facebook over um, I think YouTube and Facebook in the main, you know, even even like we've been putting them on it's Snapchat and what have you, and little bits of of it, and but that's what it's been. It's it's helped us reach people that we would never have reached otherwise, and that is purely because you know, sit in your own home and you can listen to a sermon and and like again I'm gonna, I am going to keep saying like Craig said because it is a lot like Craig said, like he said with 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 his son, um, and that. I've got four nieces and what we would do is sometimes we'd listen to something but the youngest is somebody who, you know she's she's young and she gets very easily distracted and she'll wander off and she can do that she but she'll come back and she'll she listen even if she listened to 10 minutes of a 30 minutes uh, you know sermon it's fine at least she listened to some of it if she's at the mosque she can't move she has to sit there she has to listen to it she can't make noise can't, can't children shouldn't be should be seen not heard you know that that you know i think that's everywhere isn't it and it because and it makes me laugh very much and i've had discussions i will say with people in the mosque because at the time of the prophets people at the time of the prophet peace be upon him the children used to run around the, the the mosque. They used to be running up and down his member when he was when he was giving his Friday sermon. His grandchildren uh, used to be sitting on his back as he was going down into 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 prayer, into sujood and things. And it's like this is what the mosque is meant to be about. And that's and I think like you said about the church is very similar. Is that. I remember when we were growing up, we used to have a lot of fun times at the mosque. We used to have these events on at the mosque and we used to go and do things and we used to have playtime and all sorts. And I used to love going to the mosque as a child. But now as the generation's going older, they're like, oh, well, children, you know, I remember going to one mosque and there was a sign outside saying no children under the age of six. <laughs> it just made me chuckle. Like, wow, how are you meant to get the new generation to come in? Um, but yeah, so it's, it's very... It, it is. It's again gone slightly off topic. It's that just, just I do not like that bit about the children. I, I know it, it always gets to me. Did that? Um, it's it's important that whilst we hopefully will go back to some sort of normality, that we don't lose what we've learned during COVID. Yeah. yeah um, it's we have got so many benefits from COVID, and I think our community has been decimated by COVID. Um, so I made a video of the elders in our community that passed away in a six month period. Then we had 18 elders who passed away mm -hmm. due to COVID. 
um, and the numbers of people who have died in our in our community over the this last year, I, I think it was like a hundred percent more than in the previous year. So it's been it's been really really hard, and you know those chairs where those elders used to sit are going are now empty, and that has that's been really really hard. Um, like I said, going to the mosque yesterday and not seeing some of the people who were always there, who were always you know on the front row, were the first ones there, not seeing them there. That 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 hits you, does that, and that's hard, and that's what COVID has done, unfortunately. And whilst we are getting to where we need to be, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, and we still have time, and we need to still need to stay safe more than and people do need to stay safe as much as possible. Um, from a like f f last year during Ramadan, Ramadan last year. It was very, very hard because the mosques were closed and you couldn't see anyone. So all the prayers were at home. So the five daily prayers were the best thing about that for the five daily prayers being at home is I can read anywhere because we've got carpets upstairs. So I can I'm when I finish this podcast, I am going to pray because it is my prayer time. In the, you know, so I will be good, but I will just go there and I'll do my prayers. I can stand there and just do my prayers and like I like what Craig said as well is that prayer isn't there's so many different types of prayer so we have the five obligatory prayers that we do but in between them like we will I will do I will give thanks to God on a regular basis for everything that I have from you know from the smallest things to the big things everything I've got I'm grateful to God and that is a form of prayer being grateful and thanking God you know, that is a form of prayer. I was just going to say one thing around Easter, what has been missed the last two years is um, the Christian faith is about the the Last Supper. That's why we take communion yeah. um, and the bringing together of family. And that has been really missed uh, on Easter Sundays mm. um, because that is when you would bring family together to share in in your Easter uh, meal or feast mm -hmm. and and that is what's and the whole purpose is about bringing family friends the, your community together and that's what the church is, does when it's when it in its Eucharist is it brings the community together to mm -hmm. share in uh, in in the in the bread and wine that that is the the, the whole purpose mm -hmm. of it um, and so and and so it's a big part of our Christ our faith and it is missing um, and that's where it doesn't work virtually really but you are right that you know you are able to uh, attend services when during work time and you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. times when you wouldn't be able to because you'd have to make a special trip yeah, yeah. it make that again I'm smiling there because it's Easter is at the end of Easter is about that family, and it's a, it's same in, in Ramadan. That after Ramadan is Eid, and it's that family thing. It's getting together with your family and having a feast and seeing your family more, seeing the family that you you don't necessarily see all the time on a regular basis. Everyone getting together, coming together, eating together, being together, and just being grateful that you've come through another. You know, you've come through a Ramadan and you've been able to get the blessings that you have from that month, and just spend that time together with your family. And that is what Eid, which is the Eid after um, Ramadan, which is our 
we get we get two a year unfortunately sorry about that we get two um <laughs> and that's, that, that's very similar to christmas I'd yeah christmas there we go christmas and the birth of jesus and then um lent with yes. uh easter and the resurrection of jesus yeah. so yeah so <laughs> two two a year we get, we get yeah. and we enjoy and it is and obviously, they, I think they did my vlog on it on on Eid last year and about uh, at the time of Hajj. And obviously, this is a different Eid that comes up now. And it's it's it is is it's important that um, last year I remember last year being really really hard in that we weren't allowed to spend it with. I weren't allowed to see my family. I'll see my family, but you know, immediate family live in the same house, but weren't allowed to see everyone else my extended family weren't allowed to be together i'm going to because our tradition is you go to your morning prayer you do your because on Eid you have a special Eid prayer so you go do your Eid prayer and you put your clothes on you go do your Eid and your new clothes on and go to the Eid prayer and from there you'd go around to everyone's houses so there'd be a group of us and we've done it since we were about eight same group of people we all get together and we go around to everyone's house and we go to the graveyard as well obviously to to see to to pay respect to the people who have passed away as well to remember them at that time and then maybe go see someone who's ill as well as a group and we'd have and we do that and last year well obviously for two 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 um eads last year we weren't able to do it this year very unlikely we'll be able to do it um but hopefully the 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 next Eid in in I think it will be is it going to be in July August is it July I'm looking at you Francesca July August oh, oh, July August you weren't looking at me there <laughs> <laughs> hold on it's it's ten weeks after, at some point <laughs> ten weeks after the, the this Eid fast so April, it's May twelfth roughly with this is going to be Eid so yeah so it'll be May, June July so yeah around about mm -hmm. around about start around about August time end of July early August. And hopefully by then we'll be able to get fit back to some sort of normality, which will be, which will be nice. Yeah. Be nice. So be nice. <laughs> I think working from home has been. I'm just going to go on about working yeah. from home during COVID. Um, for me, as people who know me, that obviously I do live in Lancashire, and it's a my main base is North Allerton. Whilst I don't always go to North Allerton, a lot of my meetings are in North Allerton, and it's a it, it can be an hour and a half to two hour trek for me. Um, so for me, that's been great. Not being able to not having to do that has been fantastic. Um, you know, we've been there's lots of benefits to it. Been, been working from home. lots of benefits of working from home um you know from from a religious point of view from my prayers and things although i get to do my prayers in the office as well that's never been an issue for me i've always you know when when it comes to my obligatory prayers i've always had time when if and when needed to do them in the uh, in the offices when i've needed to um but obviously at home i can and i can always go to the mosque when i'm home as well to do my prayers which is always good which i prefer to do in congregation when i can um, if not, I always read it at home. Um, so I think that though there's been lots of benefits of working from the, the downside, and it has been downside, is that I've not been able to. You don't, you don't I haven't seen anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's the same. You know, having that, you know, nipping down the 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 QMI uh, commissioning and quality corridor, and nipping in and seeing 
colleagues and Craig and nipping in, sitting, having a chat for 10, 15 minutes while you're having a brew and in the morning with, you know, making, complaining every Monday morning about how cold it is in our office. That's a tradition in our office. It's cold every morning on Monday because they never put the heat in on. Everyone sat there, you walk in, everyone sat there with the coats on for the first three hours. You know, it, I actually miss being cold on a Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's things like that that you I've missed out is your colleagues who you, who you talk to and you, you have that conversation with and you, um just and you and sometimes you have those and what we've missed is sometimes someone may be talking about something and it might be actually oh, uh, oh that's something that's happening with me as well and, and you, you pick up and you miss that as well you we don't really get that unfortunately um we miss that quite a lot and that is something that uh, you know again I'm looking forward to being able to have that opportunity to I have the opportunity to to be in the office if I'm alone, when we're allowed and not just say you have to work from home. I will work from home still, I'm sure, on many days. Um, but I hope, um, I look forward to having the opportunity to come into the office again. Yeah. I think that's important is that basically the office is a, a, a community in itself that we yeah. belong to. Yeah. Um, and it's important that we do come together for yeah. That interaction, how we work together and be colleagues and friends back in one place. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure if you went into North Allerton now, that community, it's it's virtual, isn't it? Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. it doesn't um belong around that place of County yeah. Hall. No. Um and, and that's what has been lost. Um, mm. So it, it's what you were saying to hear, it's about taking the benefits. So mm. I do think working from home has many benefits, but it needs to find that balance as well. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I'm bringing it back in with with our faith as well. But, you know, mm. it is about finding balance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> we, we do need that balance between coming together. Yeah. But also being able to work at home and because, um, because we've been home based, I'm sure our communities where we live have benefited. Yeah. So that's another way of looking at it. But mm. um, it's not depriving one community for the other, isn't it? It's it's how we can yeah. do that. Don't have all the answers, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know. Uh, really? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Expecting more from you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, both of you, for. Um, you know taking part in this podcast and you know from listening into the discussion and, and hearing everything that that's been said i feel like it will be hopefully really valuable for people listening in whether they're from a religious faith or not um whether they consider themselves spirit well i can't get my words out whether they consider themselves you know spiritual or have no religion it's still you know being able to listen i think and have that I guess the inner insight from someone who is of faith is always beneficial um, and I think it relates to um, the point that you'd mentioned Craig about the fact that the office is also a community and I hope that you know this will give us this podcast gives an opportunity for us all to I guess get to know each other a bit more on a personal level especially given that that cannot happen <laughs> due to Covid in a physical sense um, so uh, yeah thank you so much for um, taking part and you know sharing your experiences and your reflections it's it's been really great to listen to thank you thank, thank you for having us thank you very much it's been very nice thank you for listening to this episode of nycc and me hope you enjoyed it if you want to keep up to date with any new episodes or be part of the dni conversation more widely please do join the nycc and me podcast yammer page hopefully see you next time <laughs>